Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Bark. Grab your cup of coffee and join us this morning for one of the most important topics facing Catholics and Christians today, includingly and specifically our young people. You will hear about an amazing pro-life school-based advocacy group in the Diocese of Pittsburgh called Rebels for Life. We honored this morning to have them on the program to learn a little bit more about this important life-saving advocacy work that is a critical issue facing the faithful, which is now more important than ever. Michelle Peduto, our superintendent of Catholic schools, also will be joining us in studio in the second segment. You'll hear from them in just a moment, but first I want to say a big thank to our generous sponsors of Catholic Education Plus, uh, Sam and Judy Spanos, and the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And this morning, I'd like to introduce Central, uh, Seton LaSalle Catholic High School in Mount Lebanon, uh, not too far from where I grew up uh, in the South Hills. And we have Brian uh, Klesavich, and uh, I want to welcome Brian this morning, Mary Molesky, and James Farnan. Mary and James are both seniors at Seton LaSalle High School. Good morning, all of you, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming in uh, with us as we start off this uh, month of December. It's hard to believe it's the first Sunday of Advent, so we light the first uh, candle in our Advent wreath uh, this morning, this weekend at our parishes. Brian, uh, if you can start us off, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your background at Seton LaSalle. All right. Good morning. Thanks for uh, inviting us onto the show. Uh, I currently teach at Seton LaSalle. This is my 34th year teaching in the diocese. I taught nine years at St. Gabriel in Whitehall Mm -hmm. and then middle school. And then uh, this is my 25th year at Seton LaSalle. And uh, I've done a lot of things. I I teach social studies, uh, but I've been dean of students, athletic director, activities director, uh, but I've been the director of Rebels for Life since 2000. You probably had my three nephews, uh, Michael, Matthew, and Thomas Dank. Yes, and yeah, I grew up at the yeah. uh, former St. Norbert Parish, in okay. Oak, which is now uh, part of Blessed Trinity. So, boy, you've been at St. LaSalle all these years. It's That's hard great. To believe, yeah. Wow, good <laughs> South Hills guy. Uh, James and Mary, will you introduce yourselves to our listeners here this morning? Sure. Uh, my name is James Farnan. Uh, I go to Seton, obviously. I'm a senior. Uh, my home parish is St. Thomas More. Uh, I'm one of ten. Which is wow, you know, pretty. What pretty number special. are you in in the ten? Uh, I'm eighth. You're eighth. Okay, yeah. you're towards the caboose. Yeah. Okay. Um, I live in Peters, but you know, I've I've gone to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, my whole life. So 
and you're great. now part of Resurrection Parish. Father Michael Ackerman is your pastor. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. 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 Mary, introduce yourself. Hi. Um, it's nice to be here. I went to St. Elizabeth Elementary School, which is now Mother of Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, I attend Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, um, which is also really beautiful. Um, I involved in the band at my school. And what do you play? I play the flute. You play the flute. Yeah. My right. mom is a teacher at Seen the South, so it's um, a nice... Your and, mom's Teresa. Yeah, I've been... Huh? Um, Anna Molesky. Okay, Anna. Your mom's Teresa. What's your mom teach? At she C- teaches Latin and English with the classical studies program there. Oh. Yeah. And both of you, uh, James and Mary, your uncles are priests here in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Father Jim Farnan, and I think that's who you're named after, right, James? Uh, that's correct. Right. And then, Mary, you have three uncles that are priests, right? Uh, Father Peter, Father Jacob, and Father Fred Gruber are all of your uncles, right? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's great to have both of you here in studio with us. And uh, your uncles, I know um, them very well, and I'm glad to have you with us. So, Brian, let's uh, talk a little bit about... Um, what this wonderful group called Rebels uh, for Life, what is that? You want to share with our listeners? Uh, basically, uh, you mentioned before, pro-life advoc- advocacy group. Mm-hmm. Um, um, back in uh, my first year there, 2000, um, um, I had I went to the administration and said, you know, I would like to take a bus to the March for Life, and we filled a bus. And when... Um, after the trip, uh, one of the students came to me, um, Bridget Bose, who uh, Dr. Ron Bose's daughter, who mm-hmm. who went to Seton LaSalle and played lacrosse for me, um, uh, stopped me one day and said, "You know, we should start a club." And I said, "And guess what? You're the president." <laughs> and oh, so, wow. Okay. <laughs> and so we started the club, and um, since then we've. Uh, you know, through the years, done various activities um, from diaper drives to um, obviously the March for Life. Some years we've taken three busloads of kids to the, the, the march in Washington, D.C., um, you know, and, and, you know, any number of other um, activities to, to help the pro-life cause and to help some of the local, um, in particular, the, the uh, pro-life uh, shelters and, and organizations in Pittsburgh. I think that is so great. And we live in a society that, as they say, it's a throwaway society. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't value life. And you get tired of something or if it's an inconvenient, you throw it away. Or if it's broke, you know, you throw <laughs> it away and get a new one. Um, but life is precious and it's not something you just throw away. So I think um, it's a very delicate subject, especially uh, now in our life, in our society. What's going on over in Israel and seeing the, the loss of human life there and the young families and what's going on in Ukraine. Um, I think having Rebels for Life is so very important. It's not just about babies, but it's just life in perspective. Brian, as the leader of this wonderful group for high school students, um, what do you see your role in in teaching our the students at St. LaSalle about the precious of life? Well, I think first is just providing the opportunity, like you mm-hmm. know, having the organization itself, and and then allowing them to lead it, uh, because ultimately, any school organization, but in particular, something as important as this. Um, isn't going to go anywhere based on what just what the adults want to happen. You know, the students have to be the ones that take leadership. Sure. And we've been very fortunate that the students come up with the ideas and 
do the things that are needed to organize a diaper drive or uh, the meetings, monthly meetings and those sorts of things. Um, uh, and sometimes just providing information and clear information, it, 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 like you said, our culture doesn't teach pro-life mm-hmm. values and and hides the truth in so many ways. And I remember uh, uh, when, in our in our first couple of years, I would just hand out pamphlets to kids that came to meetings who knew nothing about abortion. Um, and, uh, I remember handing a pamphlet to a, a male student who had gone through public school. So he didn't, even, you know, like it was never even mm-hmm. mentioned. And, and, and he was going on the March for life basically because his girlfriend was going. And he looked at this pamphlet and said to me, is this, is, is this real? And I said, yeah, absolutely. This is real. He couldn't believe it. And he happened to get interviewed on the streets of Washington, DC during the March for life and gave one of the most profound pro-life speeches <laughs> on the streets of Washington, D.C., wow. and all I actually did was hand, a, hand, hand, just hand him a pamphlet. You triggered something. He talked mm. to his girlfriend, and it was like they mm. talked, they were like amazed about, you know, he was amazed what he just learned, and then I guess the Holy Spirit just took over, and, 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 and he, wow. you know, uh, became pro-life. Yeah. I want to bring James and Mary in. Uh, how did the both of you get involved for Rebels for Life? James, we'll start with you. Um, for me, it started obviously freshman year. We didn't have the March for Life due to COVID-19. But after that uh, sophomore year, I went and I had a great time. And it just, you know, after that, I just knew that this was a club I wanted to be a part of. And it also helped with me because I had, you know, older siblings. So I, they were all part of it. I'd seen them go on the March for Life. And I just saw it and I just wanted to, you know, be a part of that. So so you credit your siblings to kind of help you and continue that on. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Mary? How did you get involved? Sure. Well, last year on the March for Life, we were talking about Rebels for Life because it used to be like really active, and then when COVID came, like our the activity it kind of like it downsized a lot, and we we're like, well, why can't we bring this back? Why can't we do more? And so I was talking with Mr. K, and James was there, and we were like, well, let's do this club again. Let's bring it back. And so we talked about having meetings. We did a presentation for the school, and starting September this year, we started like giving regular meetings for the students and um, coming up with ideas with them, starting new initiatives. Oh, so the, both of you were credited to kind of reintroduce it after COVID, after it, it kind of went on a little quiet hiatus for a little bit? Yeah. yeah. And that I think has been really good for the school, especially for the incoming freshmen to see that, you know, we care about this and, you know, they should come on the March for Life, come and see what we're doing. Now, besides the March for Life, uh, we heard about the diaper job. What other uh, projects were you working on um, for this year? Well, currently we have a uh, morning rosary that we're going to plan mm. to do every Wednesday before school in the works. And then after that, we're going to, before our, well, the week of midterms, obviously, you know, we have half days. And so one of those days, we're going to show a movie, The Sound of Freedom, for the uh, whole school in the auditorium, which will be, uh, that'll be fun. How about you, Mary? Um, what other things? Right. So um, in Advent, Seton LaSalle does a lot of drives for donations and stuff like that. So the National Honor Society is taking care of a couple, but Rebels for Life is going to be in charge of a diaper drive to um, help Mary's place, which is, um, it's like, it's within an easy walking distance from Seton LaSalle. It's a shelter for um, women with unplanned pregnancies. And then we're going to do a clothing drive to help with a church nearby. Well, it sounds like you do a lot of community service activities. 
and get the students involved with that. Great. Good. Well, we have lots more to talk about. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke. We're talking uh, with members of St. LaSalle High School in Mount Lebanon Rebels for Life this morning. Uh, this school is known as one of the largest, most active pro-life clubs in the United States. And uh, we're going to have Michelle Peduto, our superintendent of Catholic Schools, uh, for the final word. With me this morning is uh, Brian Klisavich. He is a teacher and moderator for Rebels for Life and two seniors at St. LaSalle, James Farnan and Mary Molescu. Again, uh, thank you for our generous sponsors, Sam and Judy Spinos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh for sponsoring uh, this segment. So I want to bring back uh, Mary and James. Uh, when you meet monthly at the school, what are some important conversations that you have with your peers? Because if you turn on the media, the news, uh, in, we just had a very divisive election a few weeks ago. It just seems like uh, from a media standpoint, that young children or young teens like your age group um, are not interested in pro-life advocacy. What are you seeing as you walk the halls of St. LaSalle Catholic High School? Sure. So I have talked with a couple of my friends about some things that actually they've brought up these pro-life issues before, but their position was actually anti-life. Mm-hmm. And I, I was trying to talk with them like, like, why, why are you thinking this? And it's actually really difficult because there's this, their whole philosophy, their perspective coming at it is that, like human life is really not that great. It's kind of like not really worth fighting for. It's not that precious. And so it's really hard to like come across to them that way. So when we have the meetings, it's like the people who come there like are interested in learning more or they're already involved in things like that. And we talk about like some pro-life issues that are going on. I am no a couple of days ago we were talking about the decision in Ohio, which was mm-hmm. um, really tremendously bad for um, the the prospects of mothers and their children in Ohio. And it was good for um, me and some of the others there to learn like what was going on and like the legal things that are happening that are going to affect a lot of people. How about you, James? What are you hearing? Um, I mean, obviously at these at these meetings we. In addition to discussing the, you know, the various things that we're trying to accomplish, we also do discuss, as she said, you know, like uh, the things that are happening currently. And I remember for November, I think, or well, today it's November now, so October, we discussed the uh, Dobbs decision, you know, and we went in great detail. Um, but I think as it as this club has a resurgence, I think there's there is more of a conversation around life at the school, you know, and it's nice to see that people are like starting to get involved starting to you know see what exactly being pro-life is about and you know just offering a you know a better perspective than the one the media gives because you know social media can kind of be an echo chamber where you just hear you're bombarded with you know all these negative ideas and you know i think it's just refreshing for students to have another perspective Absolutely. Now, Brian, as the teacher and the moderator of Rebels for Life, what do you hear from your students, the faculty, the staff, and also the parents? Um, well, <clears throat> generally, um, you know, the, the culture at our school um, 
is generally pro-life, mm. you know, and, and as I said, there's some students because, again, the bombardment of the media, sure. you know, but one of the things um, we were actually discussing on the way over here is how fortunate we are to have an administration that allows us the freedom to just have at it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, anything that we've asked for in terms of uh, planning uh, an event or whatever, the administration's been been very positive, and we have sometimes faculty members that come to our meetings that are not the moderator. They come because they're pro life and they want to be involved, uh, and of course help with the you know all the the drives that we have and, and, and things of that nature. So, so the, you know the general culture of the school is very positive. That's good, Brian. Uh, do you see, uh, especially with with more and more things going on in the media, obviously the the, the politic the the politics. Uh, is it difficult to be a teacher and a moderator of a pro life organization now than it was when you started back twenty some years ago? Um, uh, I I don't know that it's more difficult. Um, it, it, it's again, you're we keep repeating it. You know, we we continue to fight the culture. Mm. Um, I, I do think with social media, it has made a difference because, um, let's face it, the, the, the pro-life issues and, and, and oftentimes the correct side of a moral um, the, the correct side of a moral issue is blocked on social media mm-hmm. or the or, or is just not as available. And, and, and so you do you do you do have to fight that. So that's that's, uh, you know, something that 20 years ago you didn't you didn't you didn't worry about, like you didn't have to compete with. Yeah. Now, Mary and James, uh, as you're coming into the home stretch of your senior year uh, for the first semester, and obviously the second semester is coming up after the Christmas and New Year's break. Uh, what are some things that you're looking forward to uh, after you come back from the holidays uh, with uh, Rebels for Life and for your final semester at Seton? We'll start with you, uh, uh, James. Um, I think in terms of Rebels for Life, just continuing the, you know, our building good habits, you know, weekly rosaries, you know, day for drives, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, and just for school, I'm just, I'm kind of excited to, <laughs> you know, work to be winding down, you know, get into college, you know, all those types of things Coming that the as stretch. a senior you kind of enjoy. So Did your four years go quick? Yeah, it went really fast, but it's, they've been good. So how about you, Mary? What are you looking forward to your final semester at St. LaSalle? Well, specifically with the Rebels for Life, I'm looking forward to bringing in some really awesome speakers. Like I've been looking Mm. some of them up. I've contacted a couple. I haven't heard anything back yet, but if we can get in some speakers, some of them have amazing experiences. It's like, it would be so good for the school. Um, Personally, I'm excited for um, Seton LaSalle Spring Musical because it's always uh, a fun production. They're really good people who are in charge of it. And yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, and then do you have, uh, like, the the juniors, the sophomores, and the freshmen behind you, or do you have, you're setting the stage for the younger students behind you to keep keep the momentum going for Rebels for Life? I'm hoping so. That's going to be the focus of our May meeting, trying mm, to, good. you know, pick a person who has the availability and the commitment for this. Kind of pass the torch, right? Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations for uh, um getting that back up after COVID and and getting that started again, that's a great cause. 
I want to bring in uh, Michelle Peduto, our superintendent of Catholic schools. Michelle, you always get the last word on on this show. Uh, Rebels for Life is truly the ultimate expression of being a Catholic and a Christian in living, loving, and learning Jesus, which our schools teach. Share your final thoughts in this segment. I'm so impressed by the students and, of course, by Brian in, his, in the conversation that just took place. The fundamental reason for our Catholic schools, Jesus Christ, the greatest gift we receive from God is life, life from conception to natural death. There is no greater gift. And I think if we are not teaching that in our Catholic schools, if we are not encouraging our students like Mary and James to go forth from our Catholic schools and spread that message, then we are not doing the mission that we are called to do. And so I, I'm just so proud of the way they spoke. It is, it is absolutely, as Brian said, the culture is not in our favor at this point in time. But we were never promised an easy path. And so we have to go forward with fearless devotion, dedication, and love of our Lord and Savior. And we do that when we champion the weakest. And those would be our our little babies and our and of course our older our older folks as well again from conception to birth i like that yeah, yeah. that's so good yeah uh, food for thought it this, is good in this yeah. segment especially as we light that candle the first sunday of advent you know exactly like that candle right. the light of christ shines on all human life from the beginning the middle and the end how precious that is and the and, fundamental right yeah. is life absolutely michelle peduto our superintendent brian klisavich uh, teacher and moderator and for rebels for life at st lasalle james farnan mary maleski thank you for being with us this morning and we'll be back here on kdk radio this week in our plus segment uh, we are featuring the first sunday of advent as i mentioned in the show uh, we just turned the calendar page to December, and this weekend is the first Sunday of Advent. Hard believe we start a whole new uh, liturgical cycle of readings, and we light the first candle in our Advent wreath. We are four weeks away from celebrating uh, the birth of our Lord, the birth of Christ, and Christmas. And the first Sunday of Advent in the Gospel of Mark, we hear us to be watchful and to be ready. Jesus entrusts the church and his followers with our own special tasks as we live out our personal vocation. And this is called to be vigilant. We do not know when Jesus will come again, but it's important to us to not be fearful, but to be watchful. And we're preparing for the coming of our Lord. And as we begin uh, this new liturgical year in this first Sunday of Advent, let us turn our minds and our hearts toward our, our loving Father and be full of hope. And we definitely need hope in life and love, especially in our world with everything going on, to stay awake, to be alert, and to be watchful in joyful hope. So as we light the first of the four candles of our Advent wreath, begin the liturgical season and in the coming of the Advent season, let us be joyful and watchful and waiting for our Lord. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.